Congrats. Oh, thank you. <laughs> book. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very well done. Um, the book is for those people who are listening and not and not uh, watching this on YouTube. The book is "Nothing Good Happens in uh, Wazirabad on Wednesday." Um, it's your debut novel. It is. Um, my my, I've got a bunch of questions. Obviously, that's why we're here today. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the book is not linear. It is not. Uh, yeah, it's not. You know, day one, day two. Um, you know, it doesn't follow. You know, sort of maybe a traditional arc of here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the here's the end. You know, in in that sort of in that sort of way. Uh, you know, different chapters are, are almost like different stories into itself. Uh, and there's different characters that are that play a starring role, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, in in each of them. Um, was was that something conscious that you wanted to, how you wanted to write this book, or is this how you see books and writing and literature? No, this book didn't start off as as a novel. Um, I started writing it, uh, the first chapter that now it's called, uh, it was Wednesday. The first chapter I wrote in 2016 when I was still uh, in college um, in upstate New York. And uh, it was a short story. My first short story that got published under the title the boy and the dog, and it's still uh, online somewhere. Um, so, and then I kept writing um, stories, and mm-hmm. after a while, I realized that all of these stories were happening in the same in the same neighborhood, in the same town. Okay. Um, and uh, different characters started showing up in different stories. So it was. If anything, it was meant to be a, a collection of interconnected uh, short stories. Okay. And then um, after a while, I was working on this book with uh, through the uh, Writers Trust Mentorship Program with Michael Christie. And uh, we worked on making the, the connections stronger. And then once uh, uh, I got my editor at at Scribner, uh, and then that was when, like she said, this is this is a novel. Um, it's told in stories, but but it's a novel. Yeah. Um, it has all the ingredients um, to be a novel. So then um, during the the last um, phase of the editing, um, so we we tried to move some chapters around to kind of you know, uh, make it uh, smoother. But um, I think it's, the the book tells the story of of a community in Afghanistan in the 90s um, and people who um, know uh, Afghanistan was going through, uh, you know, a civil war in the 90s. um, And then it was very, very uncertain time. So if, if you take your life as a narrative, our narrative in Afghanistan in the 90s was interrupted, right? Mm-hmm. So if if anything, this book's probably 
reflects that kind of interruption um, in the narrative, but but still uh, people are trying to by you know exercising their memory, remembering things, and trying to make this narrative whole for themselves to get them through these very very harsh days of of the war. Yeah, you're obviously from Afghanistan. Yes. Um, are these stories almost autobiographical for you? Like, are these, I also want to ask, like, are you, you know, why you wrote a bunch of stories that sort of came together because you were writing about a place and a time in a place. And I'm wondering if that was your sort of writing based upon, you know, your life or the lives of people that you knew and the community that you knew. That, that's true to some extent. You know, um, in, in most novels, you have a central character. But yeah. in this book, if you even remove those two, three characters that play uh, a more major role, um, then the, the Charkalai Wazirabad or Wazirabad, the, the place, that is the main character because all of the stories take place there. And from the first chapter, from the first page, until the last page, when you read it, you might not come to a great understanding or an in-depth understanding of the characters, but you come away with knowing Wazirabad and yeah. the kind of place it is, the geography, the kind of people that are um, living in Wazirabad. Um, but to, to answer your question, uh, you know, every work of fiction, it has roots in, in reality. Uh, for me, there were scenes that I experienced firsthand growing up in Afghanistan in the 90s. And then there were other things that I heard um, other people experienced or heard what other people had heard. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but of course, it's it's a fictionalized uh, account of, of those days and... Um, of the place yeah how did the, how did you come up with the title the title uh usually what i what i try to do before this i used to when i was writing short stories um i would not come up with a title uh, okay. i would just keep writing and then if during the process of writing i something came up i would jot it down but i wouldn't worry and then usually uh, a line or, or a phrase in, in the story uh, would, would come up when I say, mm, that can make a good title. And the same thing happened with this book. Uh, that exact uh, same sentence is in one of the stories, in one of the chapters um, halfway through um, the book. And it was long. My editor and, and I went back and forth on how to fit it on, on the cover of the book. But, um, but you know, I think it was, it was a good fitting title. Yeah, it works, I think. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I hope so. When, so when your editor speaks with you and they're looking at all of these short stories that you've written and they tell you, you know, this is a novel, this is actually a book, we could put all this together. What are your thoughts? Are, are you not, nah, it's, it, you know, they, they all have their own lives, it, it doesn't belong together. 
I'm, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts when, when you were told that. Or did you always want to make it a book? No, it was, I was making, it, I was writing it to be a book. Um, okay. To be a, a book of, as I mentioned earlier, a book of interconnected um, stories. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, novel, uh, in, in a classic term, there are so many there are so many different ways that you could you could approach it you know there are people write novels and letters it's it's just uh-huh. um you know a bunch of letters that you read and in whole it makes it makes a novel right um then you have the classic novels um but then also you have other uh other books i i can't remember which book by faulkner and it is four distinct stories uh and somebody said another writer uh, said about that novel that this would not be a novel if faulkner hadn't written it right and in those ah, four stories the only thing that that is uh what the four stories have in common in that book is flood and it's just mentioned in in the stories right um so they're you know there are different ways of, of of looking at it, and I think mine is um, not in any way unusual. You know, yeah. Uh, if you if you if you take what Faulkner did and what people write in uh, write novels and letters and write novels and stories, it's not unusual. No, but that's right. if you compare it to the classic form of, of novels, it is kind of yeah. uh, you know lying outside it. Absolutely. Um, how how if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you left Afghanistan? Um, I left Afghanistan in 2013 okay. uh, to go to the U.S. to to do my uh, undergrad. And have you? So you 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 were quite old. You know, I'm not saying you were old, but you know, you were of that age that you you still have these memories uh, of Afghanistan. Do, have you been back at all? The last time I was, I went back. I think three times between 2013 and 2015. The last time I was there was December 2015. Yeah, uh, but I haven't been uh, back since. Had it is is the Afghanistan you remember today, or you remember since your last visit? Is it the same as the Afghanistan that your readers discover in in this book? Yes and no. Uh, okay. Yes, in the sense that the place, uh, the geography. Uh, doesn't change. Uh, you know, there will mm. probably be um, small changes. There will be a few more houses built on on the edge of town. Probably the farmlands um, are are gone. Uh, but but the the town of Fuzirabad uh, it still exists, and I'm sure it will exist for uh, for many more years to come. Yeah. Uh, right. But in in the other sense, it has changed. Uh, that the realities on the ground are different mm. than what it used to be in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so, and I can't really exactly um, put it into words how it is different because you have to have an understanding of it in the 90s and have seen it through the years, how it changed and where it is now. So yeah. it would be very hard to put it into a few uh words or sentences yeah you know? yeah for sure um I'm, I'm i'm always i'm wondering whether um you know if you were to write 
a, a follow-up to this book? You know, what would the characters um, be doing? Would, would they still be in that, you know, will they still be experiencing things? Will they still be worried about, you know, burglaries and, you know, would the, would the families, you know, uh, you know, there's one family name escapes me right now where the the daughter goes off and marries someone else, and the uh, and the sister and the, and the and the brother are upset at her. Uh, you know, would these sorts of you know would these characters and stories still be happening today, or or would there be different things that they'd be worrying about, and you know, different uh, um, you know different concerns and different uh, experiences. I think the family, um, the family issues or or personal issues that or interpersonal issues that we have, I think they outlast almost every other social or or political um, issues, right? Yeah. Because we, in a way, want to deal with with what is um, being imposed on us politically. Uh, or socially, you could, you know, the way you dress or you can dress. Um, but the, our personal stories are the ones that we hold on to because we think we have ownership over them, right? Yeah. And um, I know families that they've been estranged from, from each other over not even, uh, you know, this one here at the Mules family, uh, this is a, a big issue uh, because all of a sudden, um, a woman who tradi traditionally uh, are supposed to, uh, you know, uh, obey what the father or the brother says, and all of a sudden she says, I don't accept this authority anymore because you have gambled with my life. I want to take control myself and she makes a decision right yeah, yeah. so this kind of divides will will last for for a very very um long time yeah the more things change the more they stay the same yeah exactly <laughs> you know um jamaluddin you've you've you know i would consider you a storyteller you've obviously written a book short stories essays uh film as well um What's next for you? I have, you know, film, film stuff, film works. I've I've not done um, in a long time. I think the last film project that I worked, um, it was in two thousand twelve, uh, and then I have not worked on any film since. But um, essays uh, and and writing that I do more. Uh, the next one would be um, after I finished this project and I was waiting for my agent to kind of shop it around, I started working on another on another book. Um, so I'm going to I'm excited to go back to, to work on that. OK, can you tell us a little bit about that story or that book? That story would be. It's still I'm still trying to figure out what it's going to be. There are some characters that I really, I really like. There are some topics that I uh, really like um, that I, I'm going to explore more. Um, I think part of it would be a love story, but a love story that is um, dark and challenging. 
you know, not in not a, a happy rom-com, but a, a more complex um, complex dynamics because I like to uh, dig deeper into some of the, you know, emotions that we talk about so casually um, mm -hmm. in, in our daily conversation. Like we say, um, so-and-so is in love and we just leave it at that. We don't really explore what that means, you know, what kind of joy and anxieties and, and restlessness um, comes with love, you know. Uh, and love is, or romantic love, is one of the themes that I would like to explore in this new project. Uh, but there are other things, because in a place like Afghanistan, um, fortunately or unfortunately, there are so many things that is outside your control, you know? Yeah. Um, so kind of bringing those um, into the narrative uh, as well. Yeah. Um, this was a wonderful book to read. Um, I appreciated the, the, the style that it, that, it, that it was written in. Um, Thank you for writing this. Nothing good happens in Wazirabad on Wednesday. Uh, my guest has been Jamaluddin. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. That was great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I was I reading. I was reading this um, interview by uh, an Indian uh, novelist. Um, Anuradha Roy. Okay. And she was mentioning in one of the interviews that what she likes about reading or novels is that every chapter is like a room. You enter a room oh. and you want to see what is in the room, how it feels to be in that room. And then you walk out of it and goes into another room in the same corridor and it's a whole different room, right? Nice. And yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I look at this book, I would like to even take it a step further and I say, it's the way I write or I'd like to write is that each sentence should be the best sentence that it can be in that place, in that chapter, in that page. And if you open the book on a random page and you read a sentence, that sentence should not be inferior in any way to any other sentence in the book. Uh, that's you know, um, so every sentence should be as good as they can be. Um, so now every sentence becomes a room that you can go through wow. and and experience it and hopefully enjoy it. Is there, well, listen, I have to ask you this now. Uh, I'm going to guess you have a copy of this with you right now. Is that I you? do. Okay. Is there a, is there a favorite sentence, a favorite page, paragraph? Um, I know this is like asking my grandmother when she was alive, who was your favorite child? And she would tell me, it's like asking me, which eye do I want to lose? You know, it's an impossible <laughs> uh, question. I would probably, I would probably, I would probably say page 81, the first paragraph of the um, chapter, The Summer of Rooster Watching and Love. Um, I'm wondering if you... 
if you can read if you can read it for us um absolutely or let me see there was another let me see if i can find Even the titles of your of your chapters are like thought provoking. You see a chapter. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to to this rooster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So either that that paragraph or a paragraph um, towards the end of the book, almost almost the end, page um, two sixty two, where Sekandar is uh, talking about how the war or how living in the war felt like. Um, so let me see where is a good place to start. So this, uh, I'll just read this paragraph that's almost the end of the book. And here, Sekandar is telling uh, Hosnia uh, the woman that they are in in a way in love about um, the time before Husni arrived in the neighborhood and uh, how Sekandar experienced the war. So he says, it was a complete war, he told her. Besides the bloodshed, destruction, and loss of innocence, it had a kind of unmistakable thrill mixed with terror that got your heart beating wildly. In the brief silence after a shell was launched and before it began to whistle, the mind got flooded with all sorts of thoughts. And it was, and as it shrieked past overhead, those who meant anything to you blew up in pieces in the imagination. For a moment, you became numb and heavy and then light and alert if the shell landed nearby and the prospect of death awakened the senses. In the ensuing quietness, when the world stopped shaking and you could hear your breathing again, you felt as if you were encountering life for the very first time. The form of things seemed so unexplored, their fragrance so unfamiliar, their colors so unseen and sharp that it continued to glow even after you had shut your eyes. Things were exactly what they were, not your perception or memory of them. The sun, the rain, the dust, the yellowing green oranges, the husks of rice grains, the loose tea leaves, the cornflower, the tobacco, the long soap, the newspaper bags, the fresh apple wedges in the mousetrap, and the rats in the walls, a distinct sense that floated and mixed with those other things that came on the breeze of fresh bread and burning oak, of medicine and sickness, of gunpowder and coal and rusting metal and wet mules. The war had spring and summer and fall and winter, and it had peace, urgent and intense, full of arresting beauty, full of possibilities, full of news and surprises. Hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for asking good questions. Oh, no, it's it's been a, it's been my pleasure. Again, my guest has been uh, Jamaluddin Aram. Uh, his book is "Nothing Good Happens in Wazirabad on Wednesday. Uh, published by Simon and Schuster, um, imprint Scribner Canada. Uh, go and buy this wherever you buy books from. Go to your favorite local bookstore or go online and, and purchase this. It's a great read. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very much, Karine.